I'm excited because as we're digging into this next series that we're going to be bringing you, part of what's in our heart is to talk about prophetic lifestyle, mm-hmm. the lifestyle of the prophetic, what it looks Amen. like, um, how we see it built. And so I am thrilled to be sitting here with a amazing man of God who is a worship leader, a prophetic voice and a teacher. And so Patrick Adams, what's in your heart, sir? Amen. I'm just uh, honored to be here today, Michael, and I appreciate the time, and I'm really enjoying what you're doing here with these podcasts, and the teaching, and just the learning and gleaning is uh, is awesome. Well, thank you, sir. For many of you who are listening, I want you to also know many of these podcasts, the reason they are coming to you is because Patrick really had a heart for that, and so he's really helped bring me into this new century of technology <laughs> by suggesting ideas yeah. and bringing new new things that we need to bring to you. And so I'm thrilled to be here with them. Amen. Yes, sir. So prophetic lifestyle. We were talking about something the other day about dreams and something was stirred in your heart. So what was on your mind about dreams? And in regards to dreams, you know, you had said at the beginning of the year for 2020 that you were that the Lord was sending his prophets to mm. school. And I've been praying for a heightening of the prophetic in my own life via worship and just as a seer and seeing in vision. So this whole year, and I received words mm. for the for the increase of the prophetic. So I've been praying into it and, you know, I'd almost bypassed it, but I didn't realize that I started having dreams. Okay. Uh, pretty significant dreams, and but it took about three of them. And I, <laughs> I, brought, I, I brought a couple to you. Yeah. And you helped me interpret them that I realized, wait. The Lord mm. was taking me through prophetic school via dreams, and I didn't realize it at first. That's Before, so good. I put I had put more weight, you know, on either hearing the voice of the Lord mm. prophetically or seeing something as a seer. But the Lord was, I think He slowed me down and said, "I'm going to speak to you via dreams." Yes. And so, I just wonder if you can uh, roll out how that how how are prophetic dreams a school? How does the Lord use dreams to even help you see? Uh, visions more clearly, Mm. you know, the interpretations and such. That is so fantastic because it's true. Most of us, uh, we have dreams, but we don't pay any attention to them or put weight on them. And we're asking God to speak. And as he begins to speak, many times we have relegated the idea that when the Lord speaks, I want that audible voice that sounds like (laughs) Charlton Heston's, you know, experience with God in Ten Commandments. And God goes, No, first, it's the language of God. So God has a language, the prophetic language, which is dreams, visions, revelation, impressions, scripture being the foundation of a person's life, and the Holy Spirit just speaking expressly to you, the voice of the Lord. And so the more we learn about each one of these avenues, the greater our understanding Mm. of the language and vocabulary of God grows. But dreams all the way through scripture... God has spoken through dreams from the very foundation of God's walk with mankind and mankind's understanding of God. God visits us in the night seasons. So the more we can understand about this, the deeper it goes. So I want to touch on four things, and then I want us to break this open. There are four kinds of dreams. Let's start there. There is the God dream. The God dream is where God is talking to you, bringing a revelation to you, or giving you something you need to know. And he speaks while you're asleep because often a sleeping man pays more attention than a waking (laughs) soul. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes God has to put us under anesthesia to get us to listen. (laughs) So there's God's dream. The second dream is the dream of man. 
So the dream of man is simply there were things already in your heart, things that were important to you. Um, you love roller coasters. And so when you get excited about life, you dream about a roller coaster. Sure. Um, you love butter pecan ice cream. At least I do. <laughs> and so I have had dreams where I was eating butter pecan ice cream. It wasn't a prophetic word. Right. God wasn't sending me a message. I just like butter pecan. So it's the things of a man's heart. It's what's important to that man. The third kind of dream is the Bible calls it in the book of Proverbs. It says the affairs of a man or the busyness of the soul. Hmm. So the busyness of the soul is literally you have things you have not worked out before you went to sleep and they show up in your dreams okay. because your mind is still active. So there are things on your shopping list you didn't get done, your honey-do list that still needs to be handled, a problem with your kids or in your marriage. And it's not God telling you that the marriage is about to fall apart or your kids are about to do something crazy. Many times that dream is simply it was on your mind when you were going to bed and you did not pray it out. Now, the desires of a man can bring you dreams because that's really just your flesh. That's just the things you like. Right. Okay. The busyness of man is things that if you prayed about it before you went to sleep, you would pray peace into your soul okay. and it would settle. It's because it's an unanswered issue. It put it to bed. Yes. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. So if you pray it out, you bring peace. Okay. The third, the fourth dream that you have to know about is I call it, it's the devil or the okay. dreams of the enemy. What is that about? Night terrors. Um, if you're struggling with lust or addictions of some kind, things where you need breakthrough, God didn't give you those dreams. It wasn't a desire you had from a child or something you've always loved. It wasn't the busyness of a job or your marriage or your kids. It was simply an attack against you because as you're going to sleep, oftentimes this thing tries to come. So for many people, fear tries to come when they're going to bed. That's why they'll turn the lights on. Sure. Um, some are afraid of rejection. So they'll leave a TV show on they like because hearing the voice of someone right. that they feel connected to gives them comfort. So the enemy tries to stir up that insecurity or that fear and push that thing. Lust or whatever that is. Right. So dreams that may be you know, pornographic mm -hmm. or scary or terrorizing dreams, that's from the enemy. Okay. Because... God does not come to bring fear or destruction, right. but that which still kills and destroys is from the devil. So dreams that steal your peace, kill your identity, and try to destroy your, your life at home is from the enemy. So four different ways, real quick. How do you deal with a dream from the enemy? You rebuke it when you wake up and you say, no, I'm a child of God. You don't get to rest in my mind. As I've heard Pastor Jim say, you can't stop a burr a bird from flying into your hair, but you can <laughs> stop good, him from making a nest in that's your That's a good one. Exactly. <laughs> so is there like an open door? Is there a door left open if you have a demonic dream and it's, and it's festering per se, you have, you need to close it. Yes. Okay. And that's Patrick. That's perfectly said. Every door can be closed. Any door can be open. Mm. Once you realize something is coming at you, don't get afraid. Don't let the dream make you fearful and don't overreact. Don't call 20 people and say, I got this thing and it's talking to me. Calm down. Just remember, if you shut the door, the door stays closed. 
So the first time or second time you close the door, the enemy wants to stay connected. Mm -hmm. So you simply say, no, you can't be here. I'm a child of God. This house belongs to the Lord. So do a couple of things. Number one, put something different in your brain before you go to bed. What you feed your mind, your emotions before you go to sleep will change what hovers around your thought process. Second, make sure you're not looking at things throughout the day that feed the negative. So you can't say, God, deliver me from fear. And you're watching a horror movie an hour before bed. (laughs) (laughs) Cut off the supply chain. Um, If it's the busyness of the day, pray it through. If it's simply the desire of the heart, if it's a good desire, it's all right. Leave it alone. Uh, Just because I dream about butter pecan ice cream doesn't mean I have to get a meeting. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, those God dreams. The God dreams are so important and so powerful because God speaks to us. And so you had an interesting observation that I think you really should share. You said something about how God spoke to kings. Yes, as I was just researching this out, I just actually had was just studying uh, wisdom and Solomon, and mm. you know how he was. Uh, he made his request known via dream. The Lord appeared to him, and then it struck me. Mm. And I actually asked my wife about this, and she had just read something that said something similar. How God tended to show Himself mm. to kings primarily through dreams. That's right. Now, why did He choose dreams with kings? Oh, that's so good. God chose dreams with kings because kings often have so many counselors from outside sources that their voices would try to take credit for any decision the king would make. So as these outside voices are coming, God knew you've got counselors from different nations who have different agendas. So let me speak directly to the soul and the spirit of the king. And if I paint a picture in their mind that they cannot forget, then that picture stays with them. A picture that you have in your mind is often so loud that when contrary, disagreeing voices come, Mm -hmm. they can't erase the dream. So when someone comes and says, well, that wasn't God, O King. You go back to bed tonight, you see that same dream again. I don't care what y'all say. This has to be from God. Well, O King, it means this. No, it doesn't because it came back again and I can't get rid of it. So it's like God suddenly, for lack of a better term, imagine this. You're driving through a city and the buildings are pristine. The next day you drive through the city and there is a 50 foot graffiti Hmm. painted across the side. That picture that is suddenly cast before your eyes leaves an indelible mark. Right. Because where there was no picture, there is now a picture. That's what a dream does. It leaves an indelible impression upon the psyche of the seer and the hearer. Someone is talking to me who never talked to me before. And for kings who in that day believed that they were descended from gods, that meant there is a God bigger than me because he could invade my mind and give me something I don't understand. Yes. Yes, sir. That's good. So kings... Now, we are called kings and priests. Right. So if God spoke to kings through dreams, then that believes every one of us as believers is called to live in the land of dreams mm. and to interpret them. Why? Prophets hear from God. Everybody born again can hear from God. Priest, intercede. We are all called to intercession. And kings receive wisdom that they might create strategy. Dreams are wisdom. Wisdom for strategy. For strategy. Wow. 
It's what your human mind could not understand, suddenly receiving a download from heaven. To help rule and reign in dominion. Yes, sir. Now, when do you know, uh, you know, interpreting your own dream versus going to a Nathan or a Gad? You know, when do you mm. submit that dream? Should you always submit it to a trusted mm. prophet or prophetic voice in your life? Or is the Lord wanting you to, wanting you to seek it, search it out first? When mm. do you know from when you go from you yourself searching it out or you should just go straight to a, a trusted voice? Oh, that's good. I would say it begins with uh, let the word first always be the place of you discerning and di- divining or understanding okay. all things spiritual. So for most people who are seeing figures, and uh, when I say figures, I mean you saw a horse or you saw um, an eagle or you saw so symbols, um, types, all these things find their foundation for us as believers from scripture. So the first thing you can do is go to the word, always go to the word. Um, Number one, write it down. As soon as you have a dream, write it down because the easiest way to understand the dream is to properly record it. How how important is it when you get a dream to stop any 3am you're waking up? Is it of the utmost importance? Is whatever you, how tired you are, write it Absolutely. down. If you know that dream is from the Lord, so it's not a dream of your soul, it's not from the busyness of the day, and it's not from the enemy, you want to record it. Why? Because just like a prophetic word coming in the middle of a service and you get your phone out to record it, right. to record it shows value. Mm. Second, 80% of you are not going to remember it right. if you go back to sleep. It's just like with a song. Oh, you get a great part, you get a, a lyric for a song. Mm. You always think, I'm going to remember this. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, two hours later, oh, wow. three hours later, it's fleeting. And you can't remember mm. exactly, well, did I put this chord here? How did I do that? Yeah. Uh, that's one thing writing music has taught me. I mean, when inspiration hits, and like mm. you said, it's value, I guess. Yes. It's the value. The, the Lord's kind of seeing how much do you value this? Mm. Do you is, Will you wake your, fully wake yourself <laughs> up to write this down or say you got it later? Yeah. And is that why it's fleeting? Dreams can be, even though they're from mm. God, they still f- feel fleeting like you need to catch them. Yes. Because it's a value? It's a value. Uh, the Bible say, says it is the glory of God to hide a thing, but it is the glory of a king to search it out. Mm. So what God does is God increases the level of your maturity and the level of your discernment by he'll let you receive it in your spirit. And then God says, now let me see if you really value it. I see. Let me see what you do with it. If you don't chase after it, write it down, record it into your phone then what happens is you didn't value it. So when you're wanting something the next time, it's not that God gets quieter, your soul gets louder by you not participating. So every time you value the voice of God, his voice has greater honor inside of your life, which means your voice submits quicker to his voice. Uh And pretty soon you hear him easier and you don't get in the way of it. But what about the statement, but the Lord knows my heart that I I trust what He gives me that He that mm-hmm. that I, I value what He gives me though. So why would He do that? Well, what would you say to that? I love that. So I'd say two <laughs> things. Number one, that is sometimes the dumbest thing I hear people say, <laughs> and and you know that's my statement. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you why it's it's dumb or it shouldn't be said. God will never give someone else the right to have your destiny. 
So everything he gives you is part of you walking out your destiny and reaching your future. So it is not God's responsibility to make you become what he said you could be. In his mind, it's already done. It is our responsibility to participate with God, to partner. So how do you partner? If a man says to me, I know you love cake. I know you love cake. So here's what I'm going to do. Today, I'm not going to give you a cake, but I've heard you can cook. So I'm going to give you flour, oil, eggs. I'm going to give you the pan to Uh, make it in. This is good. I'm going to give you the milk, the sugar. I'm going to give you the zest from the lemon. I'm going to give you the coconut already grated. Now, all I'm going to do is come back tomorrow and see what you did with what I gave you. Wow. He did not change his word. He said, I'm going to give you cake, but he's giving me cake by giving me the ingredients. He even gave me the recipe. What he's now waiting to see is if I love the relationship enough to create something with the ingredients he put within me. So when he comes back tomorrow and there's a cake sitting decorated on the table, what does he say? Not only did you make a great cake, I can trust you Here's some more ingredients. Greater ingredients. Greater ingredients. So it's almost like a seed form. Ah, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I just I just read recently, and I hadn't studied this out, so I'm just going to throw it out there, that in the Hebrew, the, one of the definitions for the word wisdom has to do with craftiness, the, the craft yes. of your hands. Yes. So would you say that's also part of wisdom is, is valuing what the Lord's giving you? And like you said, in this time, there's an energy that we're supposed to be putting out to develop things. Would you say that goes along with that same concept as the Lord giving you ingredients? That's wisdom to Absolutely. use what he's given you. Absolutely. It is wisdom maturing when you begin to utilize what God gave you and begin to put it into manifestation by, I love that you're spot on. One of that uh, words or the breakdown for wisdom is craftiness or ingenuity. Mm, okay. It is the ability to create with what you've been given. See, knowledge is understanding what exists. Understanding, so knowledge, excuse me, knowing what exists. So I know that there's a mountain. I know that mountain is on the other side of this hill. That's knowledge. Understanding is I have studied the mountain so that I know what to take with me when I go up. I know what lives up there. I know what's on it. Okay. Wisdom is when we get to the top of that mountain, I know how to make something at the top because I've understood Mm. the levels of oxygen. I understand the plant life that's there. I know what they say is there. I understand what season it blooms and how much it produces. But wisdom is I've created something with it. So we'll be able to survive and thrive when we get there. Three different levels. That's what dreams are for. Dreams is God giving you wisdom so that your understanding can increase Okay. so that you can walk into your season. God knew your season was coming. He knew you didn't know what you needed for where you're going. <laughs> so he breathes into you while you're asleep so that when you wake up, wow. He's painted on the blueprint of your life, the piece you never knew you needed. My, my. Yes, sir. That's that's phenomenal. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's a lot that you on right there. That's a, that's an episode. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to say the last piece that goes with sure. it. For many people, 
who are always going, well, okay, what do I do? You asked a great question. Go to the word first. Number two, pray through your dream. Never share it until you first pray through it. Pray through the dream yourself and say, oh Lord, speak to me. That's what David did. That's what Solomon did. That's what Daniel did. They were dreamers, but they prayed through every dream. They would pray and seek God. Third, then share it with one other person who is anointed prophetically to either walk through dreams or they walk through the word. Someone good at the word or good at dreams. Share it with them. And as you discuss it, you'll find 70 to 80% of that dream will unfold just through conversation. Because as you talk about God, he will oil your language and he'll add pieces to it. Now, if you have what I call a deep dream, a layered dream where there's layers of prophetic in it. That's when you need to go to either a prophet or prophetic voice you trust. And many times there is an anointing or a specific gifting to interpret dreams. That's where you find people who they are anointed or strong Mm -hmm. at dream interpretation. And how do you get there? By reason of use over time, walking it through, Do not just read someone's book on dream interpretation and think you can just interpret every dream. That uh, that brought me to another question I have for you. Yes. About codifying dream language. Are there common misconceptions? We'll jump back to what you said. Common misconceptions with with, uh, people codifying dreams and typology and symbols and things like that. Completely. Remember, there is always a foundational truth with the symbol that you saw. But there will be the extraneous extra that comes with it that others cannot see for you. It is for you. It's like a prophetic word. Many prophets now are always trying to explain their prophecy. And I think that's one of the greatest mistakes a prophet can make. Because in the Bible, the prophet is not supposed to explain the prophecy, give the prophecy. So when we have prophets later, someone says, well, you gave me this word. What does it mean? I don't know. Why? It's not my prophecy. I am a voice, a voice speaking to you. I am not the one who originated the prophetic word. So what we can do is I will go to the Holy Spirit with you and let's ask God, is there more he wants to say? But until he says more, simply record it. The same is true about dreams. Record it, begin to pray through it, find people you can talk to, but don't expect that just because it means this, it'll mean that every single time. That is a mistake. When you begin to codify that way, you begin to limit Perfect example. Someone, we were doing a dream interpretation class and I was teaching this and I said, so give a couple of your dreams. And a lady said, well, I had a dream and um, I was riding on a white horse. She said, and all of a sudden there were eagles flying overhead. And then I heard this sound like a shofar. I said, okay. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, as she was speaking that, I said, okay, interesting. And one of the people had gotten out a book and they said, well, here's what it says in this book. (laughs) The horse is the strength of God. So you're riding on new strength and the eagles are the prophetic. So God's about to give you new vision. And then said, and God is saying, you're a trumpet. You are supposed to walk as a prophet. And I'm sitting there. I said, no, I don't think that's what that means. Somebody else spoke up and said, well, what it means to me, because the book I read says that God is calling you to enjoy his presence because the horse, you were riding with joy. And then the eagle, God is calling you to new heights. I said, "Uh uh-huh. No. (laughs) 
Now, it doesn't mean that wouldn't have been true for someone else, okay. but you cannot limit God to the language of one person and their understanding. I see. God is the multifaceted God who made planets we've not yet discovered, galaxies we have not yet seen, animals in the depths of the ocean that no human will ever lay eyes upon, but they're still down there yes. and we're slowly discovering them. Why would people think that we could quantify and classify mm. God to a book of 100, 200, or 300 pages that for 6 billion humans, God can speak to all of them by a dream, but all of their dreams mean the same thing if they see the same right. things. That is the most ridiculous <laughs> pride of a person mm -hmm. to think they know God to that right. level. God is too big. Yes. So how do we know? I said to her, I want you to tell me right now, a horse in scripture speaks of victory and of strength. What were you praying about before you went to bed? She said, I was praying for my daughter. I said, and what does your daughter love to do concerning birds and eagles? She said, ah, she paints eagles. Mm. I said, okay. I said, and what about music? She said, oh my Lord, she began to weep. She said, my daughter is going to music school, Berkeley School of Music. Oh, wow. I said, ah, so that entire dream was not about you. It wasn't about you being a prophet. It wasn't about you reaching a new level. God was giving you peace about your daughter. She wept for 30 wow. minutes, couldn't stop weeping. She said, you're right. The Lord was letting you know that you are going to ride strong with him in victory as your daughter goes to the next level of her life and <laughs> calling because she's going to release a sound of breakthrough Jeez. in the earth of music that will be a prophetic mantle Lord. she'll carry her whole life. Amen. She stood up and said, that that's the interpretation. And I looked at them and said, all of you were right with your symbolism. You were wrong with your interpretation. I see. So that's where we have to go back to. You cannot just jump to the end. You've got to talk to the person who the word was for and ask them, what do these symbols mean for you? Now, let me go to scripture and show you what they mean right. in scripture. Now the two things together create revelation. It's all about relationship, right? Yes. Because even with dreams, prophetic words, the Lord wants closer relationship so if he's going to give you something mm. it's for you like it says uh, honor of kings to seek it out yes sir he wants us to seek it out to find him in it yeah. and grow closer come on so that's why that's why this is so such a personable form of the prophetic would you say that's right mm, okay. that's right even to the point of all the kings who had dreams if you notice all the ones who interpreted their dreams received honor and a deeper level of relationship with okay. the king when it was over. You're right. Because by knowing the dream and giving the interpretation, you have now stepped into the secret place of the king. So the king says, I can trust you because the same God that painted this in my mind is the same God that gave you language for my heart. So now my mind and my heart just found a connection through your God wow. in your voice. Amen. Come help me know your God like Amen. you know it. beautiful. Yes, sir. So for all those who are dreamers, Patrick and I agree together yes, right Lord, now you, that your dreams would increase, yes, that God would give you language, yes, that you, the dreams that have come from the enemy, that they would be broken and have no power over you ever again, that the dreams that come from busyness, you would spend time in prayer every night before you go to bed and pour your soul out until you have emptied yourself of those things. That the dreams that come just from your desire, may God give you moments of joy yes. and laughter and peace where those things grow in you. Yes. And the dreams that come from God, may you walk in the power of fulfilled prayer, manifested mercy, and prophecies coming to pass. We declare this over yes. you. Dreamers of dreams, seers of visions, go and hear your God. Speak what he says. 
and see your world change around you. We declare it over you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.